Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, Dr. Naraj Acharya, a primary care physician and trustee for the Kings County Medical Society and MISNY delegate, testified at an assembly hearing in New York City. The hearing centered on how the pandemic has changed the delivery of healthcare services in New York State and the impact on various healthcare practitioners. Among the issues Dr. Acharya's remarks focused upon were the impact of the pandemic on physician wellness, continued expansion in advocating for fair payment for telehealth, and Misney's strong concerns with the governor's executive order provisions waiving otherwise applicable collaboration and supervision requirements for various non-physician practitioners. The assembly heard from many healthcare groups during the hearing about the impact of the pandemic on the healthcare workforce, including shortages some hospitals are facing following the implementation of the healthcare worker vaccination mandate. There was a lot of testimony regarding the appropriateness of the executive orders issued by the governor during the declared emergency period as it relates to access to healthcare, training requirements of healthcare workers, and the status of the healthcare workforce, including rates of attrition and worker wellness. Not surprisingly, groups representing nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and nurse anesthetists all called for making permanent the waivers of scope laws, which MISNI and many specialty societies have strongly opposed. Assembly members asked questions whether there was any medical literature detailing adverse patient consequences as a result of these waivers. Dr. Acharya's testimony focused on a MISNI survey from last year that discussed physician experiences of adverse patient consequences of these waivers. Turned to Washington, physicians are urged to contact their member of Congress to ask them to prevent Medicare payment cuts for 2022, approaching 10%. Please see today's e-news for where to find this grassroots letter. The 2022 Medicare conversion factor will be reduced by approximately 3.75% as a result of the expiration of an increase to the conversion factor that would have been enacted by Congress last December. There is also a 2% cut as a result of the scheduled re-implementation of the previously delayed Medicare sequester provisions and imposition of a 4% statutory PAYGO sequester resulting from passage of the American Rescue Act last spring. Earlier this fall, Representatives Dr. Ami Berra and Dr. Larry Bouchon circulated a letter to Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader McCarthy highlighting the financial uncertainty within the Medicare payment system and the dangers to patient care if Congress fails to prevent these cuts and the need to pass a law to prevent these 10% cuts. Within a matter of weeks, 245 members of Congress showed their support for preventing these cuts by signing on to the letter, including many members of the New York congressional delegation. While MISNY continues to work with the AMA and the Federation of Medicine to raise strong concerns with one aspect of the implementation of the Federal No Surprises Act that relates to the criteria to be considered in a surprise medical bill independent dispute resolution proceeding, there are also many other important below-the-radar provisions that will be taking effect in 2022 for which physicians really should be aware. Recently, MISNY staff participated in a meeting convened by various New York State agencies discussing integrating the provisions of the No Surprises Act into New York State law. Several key differences between the state and federal laws were discussed that will likely need to be reconciled in New York State law. 
just to name a few. For example, certain claims for out-of-network emergency services for patients exempted from New York's IDR law will likely need to be resolved through the federal IDR process unless these exemptions are deleted from the New York statute. Federal law does not require an assignment from the patient to be protected from surprise out-of-network medical bills, while New York's law does require an assignment. Federal law for IDR covers facility-based providers after an emergency room admission, but New York's law only provides coverage for the hospital services after admission, not for the facility-based providers at those hospitals. Federal law limits patient cost-sharing responsibility for surprise medical bills to the qualifying payment amount, which New York's law does not. Federal law requiring 90-day continuity of care for patient care when a healthcare provider leaves a network requires that that healthcare provider continue to provide care for up to 90 days following leaving of the plan, but New York's law does not contain that provision. It is voluntary on the physician's part. Federal law requiring healthcare providers to provide necessary information to health insurers to provide updated provider directory information. New York's law requires health insurers to put out updated directory information, but does not have a similar requirement on physicians to provide this information. Federal law requires more detailed information on patient insurance ID cards, including applicable deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. Federal law requires more detailed information in what they call a good faith estimate of anticipated charges that will be provided to a uninsured or self-paid patients. New York law does have requirements on physicians to provide advanced information to patients when they are paying out of pocket of anticipated charges, but the federal law is much more detailed in its requirement. Please remain alert for further updates from MISNI as the New York Department of Financial Services issues circular letters or regulations or potentially advances legislation to incorporate these federal provisions into New York state law. With regard to upcoming educational programming, please go to the MISNI educational website, cme.misni.org, for a litany of recorded educational content, including our recent Medical Matters programming, as well as our recent educational programming from a series of programs held by MISNI in October to provide leadership development for women physicians. And keep an eye on MISNI eNews for an announcement for our next Medical Matters webinar on December 15th. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your commitment to MISNI, your County Medical Society, and of course your patients. We will speak again soon.